0: Another episode of the Lady Trucking CEO podcast. Please take a moment to hit like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, We are so excited to have a very special guest with us today. She is known in the trucking industry as Miss Jerry. She is an advocate for uh, women in the trucking industry. And I am so honored and delighted to have her here with us. Uh, just to talk and to really get to know more about who she is, what she's, what she uh, is doing in the industry, and um, just to be inspired by her. So, Ms. Jerry, go ahead
1: and introduce yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored to be here. Um, I am Ms. Jerry. Um, my name is Jerry Banks, known in the industry as Miss Jerry. That's just, uh, my husband and I have a basketball program and the, that's what the kids call me. And so it just kind of flowed over into the trucking industry. Um, but I am a uh, the owner and founder of Life on the Road Recruiting. It is a full service truck driver recruitment agency. Um, we connect drivers with companies and companies um, with drivers. Um, in addition, we have our business model set up where we have um, we have a consult, con- uh, consultation side mm-hmm. of our company, uh, where we help carriers go out and recruit their own drivers as well as teach recruiters how to, you know get into the, the market of recruiting um, and, and SAP. So that's a whole other, ball game I'll talk to you a little bit about yes. that throughout the throughout the show absolutely so recruiting of
0: drivers i know that we've all been hearing that there's a driver shortage there's a driver shortage and that drivers are so hard to find is that really true
1: No, it's not. You know, drivers are out there and they want to be found. Mm. Um, They want to uh, work for the carriers that are uh, taking care of them and treating Mm -hmm. them right. There's not a driver shortage. There is a shortage of carriers that have that human connection with Mm. their, their driver. Oh my gosh. That is so important to have.
0: I, 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 I think that generally speaking, most people don't think of the truck driver. They don't really think about how all those gifts got under the tree, how they got, in, how they got on the store shelves or how did the food get there. I think they really don't think that there's a human being behind all, all of um, mm-hmm. everything that they literally see in their life. Wow. Ooh. So, um, all right. So let's go back into your backstory a little bit um uh, let's go back maybe to 16 year old miss jerry 16 year old oh, wow. jerry okay. what was 16 year old jerry like <laughs> um
1: ooh. so I right i'm from small town, East Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's a small town on the border of um, Louisiana and Texas. It's uh, called Jasper. Mm-hmm. And like, that is my peaceful place. Oh, and wow. so I, it's like, you know, a handful of red lights, you know, everybody knew each other and back home and, and I still go home regularly. Okay. But like 16 year old Jerry was, like doing like a lot of stuff in school. I was active. Um, we had pep rallies. Look, Friday nights night lights is a real thing in Texas. Okay. So like the whole town shuts down. Wow. And so like our pep rallies, I would like, you know, get everybody together and we would, you know, work on our theme, whatever the theme was for the pep rally. So we were hanging out at my house. Like sixteen year old Jerry was like, Living life and having fun. Sounds (laughs) like
0: 16-year-old Jerry was a people person, too. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely, yes. Yes. So so some things never change. So so bring us up to, um, so what was, how did you figure out that this was what you wanted to do as far as getting into the trucking industry? Has it, some, has it been something that you've always said, Oh, I'm curious about them trucks or, you know, how did yeah, that interest get no, there?
1: No, absolutely not. Like it was totally, I came here by way of nursing and oh. aviation. Oh, I like, totally, that. Okay. totally. Wow. So, um, after high school, I, um, I went to nursing school mm-hmm. and that was just like the thing in my family. Like everybody's a nurse, my mom, and my aunties, everybody, um, was a nurse. And so like, that was like, you know how, you know, when you see something, that's the kind of the path that you choose to take. Mm-hmm. and you want to do that, you want to make everybody proud and stuff okay. like that. And so, um. I got all the way through nursing school, girl, and like got to the clinicals. And I was like, this is not for me. Whose idea was this anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's where I was. And, um, but during, during nursing school, I was working in aviation um, Mm -hmm. at United Airlines. And um, I'll never forget like that. It was just like I loved the people and I loved working uh, at the airline and like everything about it and something new and different every single day, and so I spent over ten years at United, and you know met my husband. Like that's like wow. that's where like everything just kind of um, and I'm still very good friends with everyone there, um, but after you know, a handful of layoffs Mm -hmm. and, you know, aviation is like up and down. It's sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after a couple of layoffs, my husband and I were just like, Hey, look, we got all these kids. Okay. And, you know, we can't put all our eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. So um, the layoff, the last layoff, um, he went out and did private aviation. And it's it's a funny story. So he, I, I took full advantage of the layoff, and I was like off a couple months with the kids. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take my time. I need to get my mind right. But he went and he was doing private aviation for a company and like managing their aircraft and their planes and all kinds of things like that. Um, it was a small company. They had about two or three aircraft. Mm -hmm. and he was in his office one day and he was like I have this mouse pad here and he just showed me the mouse pad he was like it's it's got this company it's called um universal weather and aviation yellow team I think you need to call them it's time for you to go back to work (laughs) and so like I literally called them the next day and this was in 07 I called them the next day did an interview that same day, did a second interview the same day, and I um, got on with them. I didn't know nothing about private aviation, but I knew aviation and I knew people. Um, And so my leadership experience, like really, um, they were really impressed with that. And so I came in entry level. And in like two years, I was like running a whole team of like 40 people and (laughs) and so yeah universal private aviation we did like everything like so for example companies that have their own aircraft governments heads of state like Mm -hmm. they have to get permission to fly over different countries or they'll get shot down. oh like yeah yeah like really (laughs) and so like my team that's what they did they helped Get the permits and the flight plans and all of those things. But I spent over ten years at Universal, wow. and um, very high stress, high everything environment. As you can imagine, you know we're yeah. dealing with like some people with a lot of money, and yes. you know it's got to yes. be this way. Um, but I retired in twenty seventeen. Mm. Um, yeah, like. I, I woke up one day and I told my husband, I said, look, I've had like the stress and the, the, it wasn't so much the stress. Cause I can deal with stress. We <laughs> as women, we can deal with, we can bear a lot. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, But what it was for me is I was missing those kids Mm. and everything that they were doing like Christmases, holidays, birthdays. I was missing stuff like that, traveling and things like that. And so it really took a toll on me that I wasn't like at birthday parties and stuff like that. Mm. And so I woke up one day and I said, I'm retiring. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 40, (laughs) but I'm retired."
0: I'm not doing this no more. I need to see my kids. It's so, okay. it, and the thing about it with with kids is like, when they're young, they seem like they're going to be young forever until they're not there anymore. And you're just like, wait
1: a minute, where where did my baby go? Yes, <laughs> I'm still saying that, girl. I'm I'm like. I still don't believe, we have six all together, mm-hmm. okay? The oldest is 26. So we have 26, 24, not, uh, 20, and 19, 16, and 11. tip my hat to you, girl, <laughs> sis. And look, I got to remember the ages. Like, I got to think about it. One thing I don't ever remember is ages and shoe sizes. That's my husband. But I did good just now. I'm proud of myself. Wow. <laughs> but like, we have three out of the house, mm-hmm. one's in college. But it's just like, where did time go? Go? Can somebody slow it down? I can't believe I'm here. hmm hmm
0: I look at my two. I have two. I have yes. two, and I'll be struggling. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I have to tip my hat to you because, trust me, some things that come in is two girls, ten and thirteen.
1: Oh, I love it. yes. And
0: it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But girl. Sometimes, you know, I find myself questioning my, my life choices. Why did I yes. do this to myself? But, yes. but when you look at them and you're just like, wait a minute, you were literally three months the other day. Like, how are you answering? How How's all of this coming? Into play, you know. So it's really, um, it's really something else. Wow, we have time just passes. So okay, so you woke up one day, you were like, "Look, I'm not doing this anymore." Um, So now,
1: what what happens next? Well, like I mentioned earlier, we have a basketball program. Mm -hmm. It's an AU basketball program. And so we use basketball to teach compassion and community Mm -hmm. service and, you know, all of the things, you know, to be a productive member of society. Mm -hmm. And so like right now, my office um, for recruiting is connected to a gym because I have both worlds right here. Um, so cool. I don't have to go far when it's practice time and things like that. So um, cool. And so like that was strategic. I like set it up that way, you know, oh, so I would be yeah. going all over the world. But um, but yeah, so I I have a basketball mom organization and it's called Life in the Paint. And um, that's what I did. Like I really like gave, a lot into that organization. And I just mm. kind of focused on, um, it's got um, AU youth basketball moms, mm-hmm. it's got, you know, all the way up to collegiate level moms and mm-hmm. NBA moms. We have a lot of NBA moms That's in the group cool. as well. Wow! And so, yeah, it was just like a sisterhood. And so I, I did that for quite some time. And in that, I met my girlfriend, Camille. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Camille and I were, um, you know, good friends and talked a lot. And one day I asked her, I was like, So, what do you do? What mm-hmm. do you do every day? You know, we do this basketball mom stuff. So, what do you do? Like, for real, for real. Right. And um, she told me about driver recruiting. And I was like, Okay, that's different. I like that. And so um, she introduced it to me and she's like, I don't introduce this to many people. Um, But I love your drive and Mm. I love your, you know, determination, like to just excel at whatever you're doing. And, um, and so it's been history, you know, Um, she, you know, showed me the ropes and I opened up my company and it's just been rocking and rolling. That's awesome.
0: What's really resonating with me right now about your story is that you were, you have this other thing that is important to you. As well as your business. And I kind of find myself in that situation because before I got into trucking, I was um, a pre K teacher and I have my master's in early childhood. And I I love that space and like really, you know, mentoring teachers and parents. And so, but I also love this part of it. Like I started this podcast because I realized my husband is a truck driver and I realized how important you know, and how lucrative this industry is and that more women could really, this, this industry can be a life changer for, for, for women, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it could literally change the trajectory of their family's life. So when you were talking about, the basketball, um, program that you're a part of and you're able to do both. Cause I hear so much, you can't do both. Like you have to pick yeah. one thing that yeah. you're going to just focus on.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: something that I'm honestly just kind of struggling
1: <laughs> with. The yeah. Oh, I, can imagine. I can imagine.
0: So, okay. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, so you, you have been running your company for since 2017 is when you got started. Yes. 2017. All right. So tell us a little bit about driver recruiting because we've already smashed the myth that there's a driver shortage. We know that that's not true. Yes. Um, drivers are looking for companies that are going to value them as human beings. So, um, so tell us a little bit about, um, what's taking the step towards entrepreneurship was like for you and what were some of the things that you faced to, um, you know, like as you were getting that going.
1: So, I think one of the the big, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, it was just t- transitioning um, the corporate mindset mm-hmm. of to to the mindset of this is my company. Mm-hmm. This is. My baby, like I and I, you know, in, in private aviation at the last company, um, I thought I would be there forever. Mm. And you know, they were grooming me, like for seat, like I was taking CEO classes and things like that. Um, and so, I, I think I just took and like everything that I learned there, mm-hmm. everything that I was taught it's in my business in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no I utilize just utilize mm-hmm. everything that I've learned. Um, the, the, being the strategic planner, um, the financials, the budgeting, like everything that I've learned there. Um, were there challenges? Absolutely. Yes. Along the way. Um, and there still are. Every day is a new, um, it's a new fresh start, a new beginning, but, and that's how I approach it. That's how I, how I, um, what would you say your biggest challenge has been so far
0: where you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do this?
1: (laughs) Um, I think in the beginning, the biggest, like the biggest, biggest challenge was, um, just like staying in the green. Mm-hmm. staying in the green like cuz you know you know you're you're not going to um always be profitable mm-hmm. like especially in the beginning when like yes. when you're learning and there's a big learning curve like my learning curve was about 5 months mm-hmm. you know without an income like it was just really learning and so like that was probably my biggest challenge um staying in the green and then the other thing was like as an entrepreneur, no one tells you that you got to work twenty four seven. That your hours, even though you're <laughs> nine to five, that you were doing corporate, mm-hmm. you know, it was nine to five, exactly. and you could leave it a little bit, you know. um, But in in court, in from an entrepreneur pr- perspective, it's like, hey, look, it's not stop. I got to go get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, get it. yeah. You got to yeah. hustle. Yeah, exactly. or so else, your, else family
0: is not going to have what it needs to
1: eat. And, exactly. And there's I no security blanket that you have of that paycheck every two weeks.
0: Exactly. So that
1: security blanket's gone.
0: What kind of mindset did you have to cultivate in order to really make, help make that transition solid? Uh, ooh,
1: that's an awesome question. I love that. <laughs> um, I think it... The mindset for me was more along the lines of not being a procrastinator. Mm. I think like that was like in, in, in corporate, I could procrastinate all day long and then get it done. Okay. I want to anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. I have to, um, you know, set, put my goals down. I have to, you know, strategize and things like that. Um, another, and I think I always had this mindset, but I didn't realize it mm-hmm. until I was, it was me. It was just mm-hmm. me and I was working for myself, but it was a mindset of gratefulness. Wow. Like that was, like every, and, and it was, it was grateful from so many different levels, grateful that I can be here with my kids every day. Like if my son needs me to work the concession stand at his basketball game, Hey, I'm right here. Here I am. And I had that flexibility to be able to do that. If yeah. I had to work a little bit harder on the back end, mm-hmm. but I have that flexibility. And so like just being grateful that yeah. I can't. That's there. such a great, great point, because we do take things for granted
0: so many, so much sometimes, yeah. you know, and really pausing to just reflect and look around to say, I, I'm glad I don't have to get up at four o'clock every morning to drive two hours to go to work. <laughs> yes. And, you know, that in the cold life. or in the snow, it's just, oh, my goodness. God is good. Yes. Knows how yes. The, it's Absolutely. amazing how life can just change just from a decision that you make. When you woke up that morning and you said, mm, I'm not doing this anymore. That was a that was like literally a life-changing decision. And as women, we, we have to make these decisions every day. I remember when I had to make that decision, like I cannot go back into my job, I can't. Because for my kids' sake and for the family and for the life that I'm trying to live here, time is going. Mm-hmm. And we gotta we gotta move, you know. Yes. Wow. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <sighs>
0: okay. So what's so since you've been um, running your own business, what would you say is like your biggest success? The thing that you're just like this gives me life. This is why I do this, regardless of you know all of the other things that get thrown at you. What gives you life? What What would you say your biggest success has been?
1: Um, So, once I um, opened up, I always knew that I wanted to bring more people into Mm -hmm. this and, and share this. So, the recruiters that I bring into under my fold and, and train and educate and oh wow and I didn't even
0: know you did that so you have like like a school like kind of like a school or training program. yeah that's yeah. amazing it's like
1: a school I'm actually working on the accreditation right now oh my god yes. That's so exciting um, Yes. And so I have a team of recruiters. They're their own agencies. They're their (laughs) own, you know, um, but we've got, um, I've got the clients that Mm -hmm. they can recruit for. They don't have to go out and go find their business, book a business Mm -hmm. like that. I've got them already. Wow. Um, But like my, the biggest accomplishment I think is our, our thing that I'm most proud of, I think is that it's that, but it's who uh, a big portion of who are the recruiters that uh, work alongside me or that I've trained are family, and so my nephew, my niece, my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, my son manages my social media. Like wow. <laughs> I really try to get the family involved. Like it's empire building for yes, me.
0: Yes, and generational wealth yes, building. Absolutely.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: That is a huge accomplishment. That is amazing. Yes, because yes. It's, it's like, it's it, it's just eluded our culture for so long. And I really feel like this time and space is so, it's like, it's vibrating for yes. you know, like it's like now is the time to make a move, you know, now is the time to start really putting these things in place, especially for us. And that's that's really awesome. So can you tell us... Um tell us a little bit more about the program. If someone wants, can outside people like anyone join? Like, are you actively
1: yeah, so, absolutely. Tell us a bit. so tomorrow? I'm having um two free informational sessions. Um mm-hmm. so the first one is December 1st tomorrow, um, at 6 30 central time. Um, and so I'm going to just kind of I've got at least 30 people signed up to learn more about mm-hmm. um becoming a truck driver recruiter, and determining if it's right for them. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give them like the whole <laughs> good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, of driver recruiting, and then offer them the opportunity to go through our online training, as well as a four-week intensive training that I mm-hmm. do with them as well. Okay, can you walk us through
0: that training? Like, can you walk us
1: through like what the step-by-step looks like? like of becoming sure, sure. a driver recruiter. So it's um for becoming a driver recruiter, so mm-hmm. it's the online training. Mm-hmm. Um and then that kind of it starts off with helping you ensure that your business is set up correctly, that mm-hmm. you've got the Insurance. There are no particular certifications that you need to be a driver recruiter, um, but there are definitely skill sets and you know um, attributes and qualities and things like that that you have to have. Um, can you
0: can you get into some of those a little bit for like sure. someone who might be listening, might be looking for an opportunity? And large.
1: they're like, Oh, that sounds interesting. What you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um a, a truck driver recruiter, um, I've al- i always tell everyone, look, you you can't be, it's not for the faint at heart. You mm-hmm. gotta have the thick skin, because you know, um, and you gotta be um you've got to know how to deal with rejection. Okay. okay. Because there there <laughs> is rejection there. Um, there is competition in driver recruiting. You're competing with you know, hundreds of other recruiters that are also out there calling these drivers and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and so from a, you've got to know how to deal with people you've got to know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and sales is a, uh, it's a foundation. Mm-hmm. It's not the end all be all, but it is the foundation of um, driver recruiting. So we recruit with a sales um sales foundation mm-hmm. but also we can co- we combine that human connection that relationship building like that. Um, because we want the driver to be able to um come back to us you know yeah. if that job doesn't work mm-hmm. hey look we've got another one mm-hmm. you know and so um those are things that we teach we we have an exclusive um climb method created and it it um it kind of walks you through those steps. It's a framework oh, that walks okay. you through those steps to um, to recruiting the finding the driver, connecting with them, qualifying them, all the way through the follow up process, and until they are in the truck. So, um, yeah, those are the things. That's why it's a full four week um, intensive. It's in, in the evenings. I normally do it two, possibly three times a week for those mm-hmm. four week that four week period. Wow. So you so you walk the students
0: through um, the program basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. So all we right. walk them through um, everything from setting up their business all the way to you know um, placing and sourcing their first driver with the company, as well as you know if they don't want to use our clients, I show them how to go out and get their get own. Their own. Mm.
0: Um,
1: where do you see yourself? So let's think
0: ahead, like maybe five years. Where do you see yourself in your business?
1: Um, I see, I see different um, components or business models added to the business. Okay. Um, I definitely want to be a ultimately a one-stop shop mm-hmm. where um, you can bring your trucking company and um, you've got your driver sourcing, you've got your, um, or you've got your DIY where we show you how to go and do everything. Mm. So that's what kind of what we're moving in, moving into from a consultation Perspective, um, but also you got your dispatch, you got your um, you know factory. So we want to be the full service, full service um, trucking trucking company. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's that's just that's just amazing. It's, it's just amazing <laughs> work that you're doing, and um, I think that it's so um, vital and so valuable, especially because I know that there are a lot of women out there who um, may have decided to leave their job or um, are looking to do something different. So is this something that they can do from home or is this something that um, they would have to go into an
1: office to, in order to, to run? No, it's definitely something that they can do at home. I was at home probably the first two years mm-hmm. um, of, of, after opening the agent, the H- I did it all from home. Um, but I needed to separate home at some point. Yes, because, I was. You know, <laughs> they would see you and they would be like, oh, look at mom. She's right here. She's not doing anything. I know. She's on the computer. No, I'm working. Look, mm. I'm on the phone. <laughs> so I had to kind of separate that. But then as the team grew, we definitely <laughs> needed, needed, you more know. Space.
0: Um. So going back to that, because that's something I'm <laughs> I, I'm dealing <laughs> with right now. How did you handle that uh, That balance, that balancing act when you were working from home of the kids and then work and then time management and having to stop and cook? Like, you know, just everything that home is combined mm-hmm. or like in tandem with everything that work is. How did you handle that?
1: Well, it it, it had to, it started with, I kinda let it go off for a while and then like just thinking mm-hmm. that didn't do anything. But then I had to I had to set like boundaries for um my space. Mm. So I had to create like a separate area where like it wasn't just like accessible to, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, like because initially like I was in like the living room, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people were just in and out. And I was like, oh no, we got it. But yeah, no. So I had to like create a separate space for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my space. Like my husband has his man cave around the garage. That's his space, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and my space is my little office. Um, and so they knew if I was in there and I finally like when I do like because we do we have a YouTube uh, channel so mm-hmm. I do recordings and things like that and so I'll have a sign on my door okay. that says hey we're recording in here recording in progress and so when they see that like it's, they know you know mm. they know now that. that's great that's
0: yeah because definitely putting those boundaries in place is so important because really and truly um especially with like some homeschooling too so that's uh, mm. that's just something else that um could be challenging yes. with, as far as balancing and just making sure that everything that needs to get done for work is done, but also um, holding them accountable for what they're responsible to do. Right. And then, so it's definitely a balancing act. I would not change it for the world, but oh. it's definitely a character builder because mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes things do fall apart. I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes it's just like, look, I, I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you you know, so it's not always going to be, you know, but, um, but definitely, um, definitely worth the trip. I, um, I'm really grateful, as you mentioned, like for the opportunity to be able to work, um, and make a living from home. And I, I think that, um, as women, especially in the trucking industry, that's mostly male dominated. Do you find that a lot of the drivers that you're recruiting are mostly male, or is it like a mix of male and female?
1: <clears throat> it's a mix of both. So I am uh, on the board of the She Trucking Foundation. Mm-hmm. And so She Trucking, it's a uh, a, a professional women, truck driver, women, and truck drivers and professionals in truck Mm-hmm. Uh, organization of over 30,000 women. Wow. And yes, yes. So it's a huge group on Facebook. And um, we just recently had the 2021 She Trucking Expo. We're working mm-hmm. on the next one for next year. And um, so I encounter so many women there. Um, I do go live in the group. And it, it's, it's all about um, encouragement and empowerment and like welcoming in new yes. women into the industry. So um, I'm on the board there and I do a lot with um, Sheree Moore, the founder mm-hmm. over there. And um, so I'm, I'm seeing more and more, like every day, there's 10 to 15 posts about, I just got my CDL or I'm getting ready to go to school. And like, it's so like powerful. Yeah. Yes, it, it, is. Is. it is. I get goosebumps every time I see one of those <laughs> posts because I'm just like, bro, I'm so proud of you. Go ahead. Yes.
0: It is. It's. It's just amazing because it's. Yes. It's such a. It's such a movement, like you said. And yes, that's what it is. It's like it's so needed because, like, literally, this can change. Like this can change your life and your family's life for generations. You know. Yes. So Absolutely. wow, that's amazing. So, you guys. So, she trucking is the name of the organization. Is that? Yes. Is it an organization that other um, women who are not yet in the trucking industry uh, can join or how how would someone go about yes
1: absolutely so yeah there are there <laughs> are so many women in there that are just kind of like watching and going to put their feet in a yes, little bit dipping that little so it's toe. like right for them mm-hmm. yes so yeah it's it's definitely um, for women that are thinking about it, haven't pulled the trigger yet, trigger yet, but are are still thinking about it. So yeah, it's 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 definitely a great uh, a great platform. There's a mentorship program. So I've been a mentor for three years now mm-hmm, in the group, mm-hmm. and um, so many ladies have, and it could be anything. They needed mentoring for setting up their business, or yes. you know what business to start, mm-hmm. and you know there's hundreds of mentors that are filtering, women in the group. What, from what you've seen, what, what would you say has
0: been the biggest hesitation or like the biggest barrier to women coming all the way into something in the trucking industry, even if it's not as a driver, but you know, like just taking that step.
1: I think, um, it's, it's been just not, sure, you know, Mm -hmm. not sure what avenue to take, um, what, what, what fits them. And then, you know, that old, um, can I do this, you know, am I worthy, you know? And so that, that has been kind of some of the things that I've seen. And, And it's just, you just need to, you just need that push, girlfriend. That's, okay. That's, that's yes, what you can. You can do it. You can Come on, do let's it. go. And look at all of us. Yes. We're all doing it. Yes.
0: Yes. That's one of the reasons why I feel like this platform is so important because I yes. feel like women out here need to know that there are women in this industry and we are united And you know, there's room for you. There's room for more women. There's like, it's, it's not a competition. It's about collaboration. It's about mentorship. And it's really about walk moving together towards that future that we all dream of you know so this has been so amazing I really appreciate you taking the time to just you know for us to just talk about all of this is just amazing I'm so excited about all of the work that you are doing and all the work that you have done um, to really raise awareness um, about the
1: opportunities within the trucking industry. So absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, If you don't mind me sharing one thing that I want absolutely um we we recently um added a a component to our agency is helping drivers that need a second chance, drivers Mm. that are out of the SAP program. I've got my we always take to like road shows and trade shows and things like that. Yeah so The SAP, it's called the Substance Abuse Program, and basically the FMCSA, and I'm going to be doing a live on YouTube here in just a second, but the FMCSA, um, January the 6th, 2020, they implemented the clearinghouse. And Mm -hmm. so basically what, what used to happen before that was implemented is that a driver could fill a drug screen at one company. Or have an alcohol violation at one company, leave that company or get fired, and then go to another company. Mm -hmm. And the other company didn't report it or didn't tell it or share Mm -hmm. it or whatever. And so they get a new job and nobody would know. Right. So the FMCSA created um, the clearinghouse to prevent that wonderful and it was needed Mm -hmm. definitely um it's definitely warranted Mm -hmm. um, so that those things like that doesn't happen right um and so we started seeing so many drivers getting violations and um having to go through that process, whether it was a, a drug test positive
0: mm-hmm. or
1: whether it was a um, a refusal or what they call actual knowledge. And so we kept getting calls and kept getting calls from drivers that did um, like a second chance, needed to be hired. So that. I have a quick question. So the mm-hmm. refusal, what what is that? So a refusal is... Um, there's a couple. There's a couple of things that can okay. be considered a refusal. It could be just a flat out no. I'm not going to go take the test. Okay. 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 And that happens um, quite a bit. Um, but what happens a lot as well is the driver could go down to the drug testing facility, sign in. So that he's, you know, or she's there to take the test and then go outside and get on the phone or go outside and smoke a cigarette or something like that and miss their name being called. And that's considered a refusal as well. Mm. Yes.
0: So I have a question about this. Um, so could it also be that for owner, for like an owner operator situation um, where the, the the name comes up, to go get tested, but they're not like in town and they miss like the, the deadline or they miss the opportunity to go in for the test. Is that also something that is considered a
1: refusal? Yes. Mm. Yeah, so if you're told that you need to go in to test, you need to go in to test and the FMCSA requires that you go immediately like you stop everything that you're doing and you go immediately, and you know drivers don't know these yeah, rules, and they're facing like the the ramifications of getting a violation in the clearinghouse. Here, here's a good description of it. So, uh, a driver without a violation, they have hundreds of jobs to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the pick of the litter. They can pick anything that they want across the country and go and 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 work there. Now, a driver with a violation in the clearinghouse, they may may have one to ten, maybe fifteen job options. Wow. Maybe. Wow. So their chances of getting a job are really like cut down because not a lot of carriers want to hire you with a violation in the clearinghouse. And so, what we found is that it's a blanket blemish Mm. like it doesn't matter where you fall If you were the one that stepped out and was on the phone or whatever the case may be it doesn't matter if you were that one you're still blanketed as um, as as a violation and so when companies think violation in the clearinghouse the first thing that they think no matter what your situation is the first thing that they think is that you're a drug addict mm-hmm. you're on crack or mm-hmm. you know whatever you're an alcoholic or whatever yeah you're is. an alcoholic like they automatically think that mm-hmm. so we ran into so many drivers that you know just needed that second chance and so we're teaching carriers how to hire them and how to how to hire them compliantly mm-hmm. um We just had a a conference in Houston, November the 13th, and -hmm. that was the Everything Driver Conference. And so we did, um, we had carriers, recruiters, dispatchers, all in the room, um, big room workshop style, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how to hire, how to go out and find your drivers, how to qualify them, all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we put the SAP component to show them, okay, once you've screened them and vetted them and you, and you, you know, you've properly, you know, they've properly met your requirements. Mm -hmm. It's a SAP driver. You can still hire them. They don't affect your insurance um, and they don't affect your CSA score. The Mm -hmm. only way they affect your insurance uh, because the insurance looks at tickets and Mm -hmm. accidents and things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. They don't look at whether you have a violation. Okay. Okay. Wow. So
0: would these drivers, the, do, these, do these drivers also include owner-operators or are these are more, more, mostly company drivers? Oh, because if someone, are
1: owner-operators as
0: well. So yes. if someone owns their own company mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they
1: are like the sole driver, could they be stopped from driving? Absolutely. Absolutely. So owner-operators are under what they call a drug and alcohol consortium. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is under the consortium. Let me let me um, let me rephrase that. So everyone's under the consortium. A company has uh, a designated employer representative that's over the 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 that's the communicator between the consortium and um, the company. Yes. OK, as an owner operator, there is no in between. Mm-hmm. So your consortium is the one that says, OK, you're picked for a random on this day you know you have to so you because as the owner you can't just pick your right. own day right. to go test right um, and so you have to be managed by a consortium a drug and alcohol consortium and that's mm. um our network partner ebony pope with pope yes, medical I testing. Spoke to ebony. yes yes and so we uh we work very closely with her um owner operators require are required to be under that that consortium for okay. randoms and everything Okay. Wow. That was uh it's a that lot, was yeah. great information though. That's a I, whole nother like
0: I just like don't it. think a lot of people know about that. Uh, no. like wow. And I yeah. didn't realize that um that the drug consortium was something so new. I thought it was right
1: something that had, you know, was always kind of there. Yeah, yeah. no, the clearinghouse was just implemented on um, January 6th of 2020. And that's when the consortiums were, uh, were, uh, you know, required mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point. But over, not up to this day, over 90,000 drivers have had a violation. So that's the other part of your shortage. Oh my goodness.
0: And you know something? They legalized marijuana. So is that, has that been taken into consideration? Um, it's
1: it's legal, but that doesn't matter because the Department of Transportation <clears throat> is federal. The FMCSA is federal. So the legalization was on a, on a, on a state level. Mm, um, but okay. even, even such... Um, you wouldn't be able to partake in you know even if it yeah, was yeah. legal it's the same right. as alcohol yeah you know, there's yeah, a certain you, amount of time absolutely
0: especially the the truck. the the truck this eighty 000 pound um machine like we don't want to, them don't, right right exactly we want, to we,
1: sober we, we want you to know what's going on <laughs> exactly exactly um, but yeah, so I agree with everything that the government is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely warranted and needed. However, the drivers, the FMCSA gives them a second chance. Mm-hmm. They they have the their steps and things like that that they have to go through before they can get back in the truck. Mm-hmm. And so more and more companies need to learn how to compliantly hire them. Got it. Wow. And okay. the weed is the is probably. It's over 50% of the failures Ouch. or refusals or it's mm-hmm. all T mm-hmm. or CBD. CBD is like a big deal. Mm, okay. Okay. Wow.
0: Ooh, that's, that's, there's a lot to learn. Okay. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful that you're out here because, um, because, because companies really need to know this information because it, it affects the bottom line. It affects everything really. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Wow. Ooh, so I'm going to give you the last word. Is there anything that you would like to share, like an empowering word to those women out there who um, might be on the fence or have that fear and they're just, you know, kind of wondering, I don't know, should I make that step? Maybe yes. they woke up this morning and was like, I don't want to be at my job anymore. What would you, what, what would you say to them?
1: Um, you know, I, I there's this quote, and I recently made uh, created a planner um, that we got on Amazon. That's amazing. And, yeah, yeah. You I have to give it. us the information. Okay, I'll give, I'll give it to you. So, um, it's it's called My Life on the Road: Setting Intentions All 2022. Mm-hmm. And when on the very first page, there's a vow to myself okay and the first two lines the the whole vow is like all me and it's like everything that you know it, it's all about me and everything that I'm like believing in I just want to import it into ladies yeah but the first two lines it says if it is to be it is up to me okay mm-hmm. and and that means that like if you if it's gonna be ha- it's gonna happen it's a write that down <laughs> it, it's you that's gonna make it happen and so you know there's nobody else that can be your your light your guide your encouragement it's you okay and so we, we're all here to help each other and push each other and empower each other but it's in here it's mm. in here you know what you want you know where you need to be and what you need to be doing
0: Thank you so much for that. We couldn't, we couldn't end it any better than that. Thank you so much, Ms. Jerry Banks, for your time, for your words of wisdom, for all your knowledge that you shared with us. I really, really appreciate it. And um, can you just tell us, tell the people how uh, to get in touch with you, if they want to work with you, if they want to contact you, how can they do that?
1: Sure. So um, my... um, Social media, we're mm-hmm. we're all over social media, yes, okay, ma'am. and um, we're on TikTok. But the girls are the girls are all all over the TikTok. I'm just like, okay, but I'll get there. I'll get there. But um, so it's life on the road recruiting. You can. Um, google us we're googleable i'm so Mm -hmm. excited about that i put a lot of work in there and to get to become googleable uh but life on the road recruiting we are on youtube at life on the road recruiting and also on instagram at lotr recruiting facebook and like i said tiktok at lotr recruiting awesome well thank you thanks again miss
0: jerry banks for your time um those of you who may want to contact me i'm camille kitchener ellis you can find me at on instagram at the lady trucking at lady trucking ceo and uh the website is www lady and please like and subscribe to this youtube video if you found anything helpful we look forward to seeing you guys next time have a wonderful wonderful rest of the day